Hi, I'm Steve Moneypenny, and I am here with The Practical Shooter. Uh, we're a podcast that gets everyday shooters out there to talk to other everyday shooters. I'm here today with Garland Ivy, and he is with Team Red Hill Tactical. Um, Garland, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to come in here with you. So, uh, first thing I want to do is just give you a little bit of time. Just tell us about yourself, what makes you tick, and whatever you want us to know. All right, so uh, Garland Ivy, 26 years old, been shooting just behind the gun probably for 10-ish years, USPSA maybe three as a paid member. Other than that, it was just strictly outlaw matches here and there, you know, just getting behind getting behind the gun whenever I could. Uh, that's really about it. Other than that, you know, day-to-day, U.S. Navy, you know, dad, that's really it. Man, you're killing the questions. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so what got you into shooting to begin with? So growing up, my dad was a police officer, so I've always had kind of an interest and a background in knowing about firearms and things like that. Then uh took an interest in airsoft and paintball when I was younger. And then, you know, as time went on, I got more and more into guns. And then finally, a good buddy of mine, shout out to Jackson Brawner. He, uh, or Jackson Brawler, he uh, brought me to my first match up in D.C. And that's where it all kind of snowballed effect into what I am now. Yeah, I've made the joke a few times that cocaine and heroin are kind of addicting, but not exactly like shooting, and both of those are cheaper. But at least we're still better <laughs> for your health. <laughs> um, so you primarily shoot USPSA? Yep. I was going well, to dabble into three gun, but never really got into it. Well, I'll tell you, it's expensive, <laughs> especially, especially the rifle ammo right now. Um, it's almost a buck a shot every time I pull out my practice rifle because I'm going to multi-gun nationals in a couple of weeks. And it's like, hmm, should I practice or should I just chance it? I better zero the rifle at least. <laughs> um, so what all divisions do you have? You, have you shot and do you shoot in USPSA? So started out production. Um, shot three or four matches with that. And then I jumped into carry optics to ran that all the way up until this last, uh, start of this year. Then I hopped back and forth into single stack for a little bit. And then now I jumped into PCC. That's kind of all over the place. Single yeah. stacks is a whole, I used to, I used to love shooting the single stack classic because it was just a whole lot of pain. Like you, you could not miss everything was set up with eight round arrays. And uh, it was pretty much make your shots or stand there and reload. Yep. Constantly uh, counting one through eight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they will definitely teach you how to count very quickly. Uh, PCC, I have dabbled in a little bit. I used to shoot PCC some with uh, three gun when I had a SIG MPX. And it's a lot of fun to never worry about running out of ammo. Yep. Sometimes you do still run out of ammo, though. You would think 60 rounds is enough to finish a 35-round field course. Not so much sometimes. Um, so with that, or what are you planning to shoot this year? Are you going to be a PCC shooter for 2022, or are you going to dabble around with a few other things? So that is uh, very iffy for the time being right now. Being, being active duty Navy, I am actually on the hook to move to Hawaii soon. So... Pistol mags capped at 10 kind of uh, cuts me down to what I could be competitive in at least. But well, with PCC, 
You're competitive with everything. Yeah, everybody else, everybody else has ten rounds too. That is true. Hawaii that is true. Or California. Uh, yeah, I forgot about Hawaii being another one of those states. I think there are like three or four Ipsic or Steel Challenge clubs in Hawaii. I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I look island. at how. Go, excuse me. Oh yeah, just depending on which island you go to, yeah. Yeah, I looked around and I'm like, the size and population of this—that's pretty impressive. Yeah, especially with their firearms laws down there. Um, so how long have you been sponsored by Red Hill Tactical? I think they first picked me up in 2019 when I first got to uh, the Norfolk area. And then ever and since then, I've been shooting with them. Cool. How did you find us? So I believe I found you guys through Jackson also, because when I was up in D.C., I actually went up to the machine gun nest and I shot an outlaw match. And that's actually where I met. Rob and Scott Jedlinski and got uh, got humbled very quickly. <laughs> yeah, the, the machine gun nest is uh, it's a very interesting little indoor range and, and match that they have. But I've shot it a time or two, but it's been a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, so what are your goals in competitive shooting? I know you're a new father. You like to play with cars and stuff, and of course you have a career. So what are your goals in shooting? Really, you know, I'd like to dabble in everything just so, you know, I can give my opinion uh, across the whole sport as an, as a whole. But uh, mainly I'd like to get a classification in everything, including revolver. It's probably going to be the hardest one that I can come across. But uh, other than that, just have good fun, meet good people, you know, promote, or promote everybody that I can. That's really it. So I got massively excited last night. Um, so I do have a classification in USPSA and revolver because in like 2004, I owned a revolver. Uh, that was good for this. It was a Smith and Wesson model 610. So it was, a, and I could put 40 cal in it with the moon clips. Uh, and then I owned a couple 625s after that. I had a five inch gun. IDPA outlawed it. I didn't want to rebarrel it. Um, so I kind of, I kind of sold it and just sort of gave up on that. Um, but last night, one of my local friends, uh, JD, actually sent me a post of a, a 627. And I look at it, I'm like, what's this? He's like, I bought it. And I'm like, because this guy shoots almost all of my matches. Uh, we travel together, shoot together. And I'm like, awesome. I have a revolver. I can show me. Uh, That's great for you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Which holster are we getting? I mean, you getting? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I tend to love all the divisions also. Um, that, that's my problem. And uh, honestly, uh, my love of all the divisions, I think kept me in B class a lot longer than what I would, because man, I'd almost get to a class and then would have a, a couple month break in the winter time. And I'm like, Ooh, there's a new gun. I can, Oh, wait, I have almost enough parts to build an open gun. And I'll tell you, I was, I was almost, <laughs> I was almost a master class in production. And then I went to open and I was the world's worst B class shooter. <laughs> there is a lot of difference in that. Um, so who else are you sponsored by? Uh, so one of my other primaries would be uh, aim cam official, which is the shooting glasses that I wear. Then uh, other than that, I have some like subsidy ones where, not really a sponsor, but I heavily promote them to be through, you know, like gray guns, Springer precision, 
uh, Shooter's World Powder, you know, basically everyone else that supports the companies that support me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm right behind them too. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the way I am. And if uh, if I go out there and I see some, you know, I'm going to buy a PCC or something, or whatever the gun is, and those guys are are supporting one of the sports that I shoot, which I, I shoot USPSA, multi-gun, dual challenge, and some IDPA. But uh, if they're if they're actually out there supporting matches, sending people to the matches, I'm more likely to look at that gun and, and get one of those also. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's of course, as you know, I've been I've been kind of with the Grey Guns family for a few years, so I find the shooting industry is very very tight knit, and there's a lot of really really cool people in it. Um, so what would you change about the shooting sports if you could change something? Of course, mainly you shoot USPSA, so it would be, you, you wouldn't really care too much about some of the other rules. Um, being that I've only been in USPSA, I can't really talk too much about the other sides of the house, but for the USPSA aspect of it, uh, really, of course, after you get into it, you do realize more and more of the rule set and figuring out where you fit, when you fit, things like that when it comes to specific guns. But having kind of a more, like, I hate to say clear-cut rule set, but kind of having a more clear-cut rule set and knowing, you know, what can be run when, what specifically puts you into open class. Say you pick up a mag, you fumble it, and you stuff it in your front pocket. Congratulations, now you're in open. Not yeah, anymore. Things like that. You, you, can, you can actually do that now. Uh, you can stow mags in the pockets, and we've, we've gotten rid of the uh, – when I say we, I didn't have anything to do with it, but I mean the sport in general. <laughs> um, everything doesn't have to be behind the hip bones anymore. Oh, actually, uh, that is correct. Yeah. Um, my, my biggest thing with um, – all the sports and stuff is just being, being more concise and clear and transparent. Uh, and I think that would be, you know, one of the biggest things of the next few years is just being, you know, keep it simple. You know, that's, that's the idea behind is not getting too getting too many things to think about it and making it very simple. Um, have you ever taken an RO class? Um, not an official one. So I've okay. been side saddle with my uh, local my local USB spot, but local USBSA spots, you know, basically them understanding you going through basically so everyone in the match understands the rules and regulations that are set forth that need that all the ROs need to abide by. And that is that's awesome. And that, that that's one of the things that um, I took early on. And I've caught some heat for this because I didn't really want to be an RO when I took the RO class, nor did I want to be an RO the year or two after that. Um, I just wanted to learn more about the rules, what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing, what what process I should go through if I didn't like the way a score was called or something like that. So I got my first RO certification, and I wasn't then I wasn't certified for a while. When I started wanting to work matches, then I'm, well, they'll take people that want to work even if they don't have the certification. You've had the class. Here's a timer. Get to work. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then I, I just recently took that again here about two weeks ago, and it's it's been pretty awesome have, having seen how things have been updated and 
the way we're seem to be changing to be more positive in our sport. Um, so are you planning on, of course, I know you got a, a possible move or a planned move to Hawaii. Have you planned on any ma upcoming major matches? So my move is actually the beginning of April, which puts me, oh. yeah, it puts me right before area six, which is the closest one for me. And I was, I was going to try to get down there, but seeing as where I'm going to be, it's not going to like, it's not likely going to happen. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to miss area six too, because of, um, I'll just throw this out there. There's certain, only a certain amount of time we can spend away from our family before it's, why aren't you there? Yep, <laughs> and I'm working, yeah, I'm working multi-gun nationals, uh, the world speed shooting championship. I will be there. I'm not sure if I'm working it yet or not. Um, and I will be at the Buckeye Blast. The uh, there's another major that I, that's in there somewhere. That's in in a, at the end of April. So I'm going to be bouncing all over the place. So I don't think Area Six is going to be in my cards. Um, I'll tell you if uh, you might be able to make Area Two because I think that's like in usually in like November-ish, and that's out. It's in Arizona, so it's still a little yeah. bit of a you know flight, but. Um, that's very interesting. You know, I, I'll have to check and see what major matches they have in Hawaii. We should do some of those. I could get, throw in a great family vacation with that. All right. Yeah, I got the spot ready for you. <laughs> there we go. Um, so my other question, well, I've got, I've got a few other questions. One of them is what would you like to see out of a USPSA president since I'm obviously running and I like to get everybody's opinion about everything. Not that I'm going to poll everybody on everything, but. Well, no, obviously shooter to shooter, you know what everyone sees in the day to day and you know what is going good and what is going bad. So obviously you're going to have more of, let's say a mindset to see and to think of what you could improve. But coming from my perspective, I personally haven't run into any bigger issues that, uh, let's just say, have happened in our community. So I can't really say what would be good and bad. I'd say just keep an open mindset to change and also actually think about the positives that some change could yeah. come and also the negatives of some change that could come. Yeah. Uh, I actually have, I actually have a list of, of questions. Uh, of course, I think you've seen some of the recent uh, internet hoopla about uh, open carry optics, limited optics, whatever they want to, want to carry. And I've got, I've had a whole bunch of, you know, interesting questions like what's it going to hurt? What's it going to do this, that, um, it tends to be, I tend to see things that if it comes up this year, it's probably going to come up next year when it will be something that I am required to deal with. Um, and I really, the sad thing is I see both parts of most of this stuff and I'm still going to be shooting my P320 because <laughs> that's about, I can't afford a $6,000 Akai or um, any of those other 2011s. And I'm, I'm, don't feel that it's that much more competitive. Uh, but it's been very interesting with that. And 
you know, just seeing how many people are strongly opinionated and many of them, which don't even shoot those divisions. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty open to just about any good suggestions moving USPSA along. I heard you say you talked about airsoft some. Uh, what types of stuff did you guys shoot in airsoft? Was it like force on force type of stuff, or um, mainly so uh, back in Indiana where I'm from, we had a paintball field. Shameless plug: White River Paintball, Anderson, Indiana. If you're in Indiana, go check them out. It's a great field. Um, but they also had airsoft there, and uh, it was more of a like a force on force kind of blue team red team thing. Some uh, like big scenario games where you have 100, 200, you know, one versus 100, 200, wow. things like that. Yeah. Pretty big fields, lots of fun. It's just, I, I slowly moved out of the, the Milsim portion of airsoft and then got more into paintball and then into speedball and then an X ball. And then that just converted <laughs> over to <laughs> actual USPSA. Well, there's been a few things that a few of us have talked about. You know that Ipsic actually has a airsoft version. Yep. What do you think about that? I think it's cool when it comes to, for uh, places that having a firearm is super hard or straight illegal. That is a great way of still promoting our sport, having people be able to take part in it and having fun. You know, if if that was an option that. I had to take, I would 100% still be into it because I enjoy it this much. I look at it, of course, I'm, I'm from West Virginia. So basically, most of our ranges here shut down from November to April. And while well, I own my own range, I'll tell you that it's not really a great time to be having matches and be out there because you're playing in the mud and you're freezing. Um, there's a, there's a Facebook picture of me somewhere that I, that got one of my joking nicknames was Yukon Cornelius because I was dressed up and of course had a big blue bullets Jersey on and, uh, you know, had a toboggan that was sliding off frozen half to death, wearing a bulletproof vest for warmth <laughs> and then and walking back from a three gun stage, like with my hands froze to my guns. Um, but it, it, it's one of those things like three days before that, like, well, we have nine inches of snow today, and yesterday it was 60 degrees, and I was in my T-shirt. <laughs> um, and I saw, kind of saw this coming, and I'm like, look, no matter what's going to happen, I'm, I had planned on having a match because it's a, you know second Saturday. And then I looked at the weather for the larger area last weekend, and I'm like, it would be a really bad idea, I feel. <laughs> so that panned out this time. Other times I end up standing out there on the range – wishing my friends were there to shoot with me. Uh, so I think the paintball, or excuse me, not paintball, but the paintballs uh, has put a lot of people, we had, we've had the paintball thing go through West Virginia. And it seems like it sometimes hits in highs and lows and they brought in airsoft when they did. And now of course, everybody's got those guns set in their closet. Um, and I think around malls and stuff, and a few guys have actually pulled this off pretty well. I mean, we got people throwing axes in malls, you know, so maybe we need, maybe it's time to put some steel challenge in the mall. That is a good idea. I mean, um, my local mall has a, uh, has a airsoft spot where it's uh, you like shoot all the targets and it's like 
you know, one, two inch at um, wow. 15, 20 yards, you 50 round mag, go at it. If you get them all down, you get a prize. So that's yeah. awesome. So where, where's your local mall at? So that is MacArthur Center at Norfolk, Virginia. There is a uh, little airsoft spot in there. Can't remember exactly what it's called, but I've looked at it a couple of times. Find myself over there for something else. We can be in the mall and I'll just disappear. Sure, absolutely. Go check out the shoes. (laughs) There's guns over here. (laughs) Um, I've actually done that to my poor fiance a number of times. I went to an annual meeting with her and disappeared because I found a trap range. (laughs) Where have you been all day? And I'm like, just across the road over there. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's like Why are you all day? shards? Exactly. I'm just so bored waiting for you. Uh, but yeah, I've that's something I think is really cool. You know, the paintball sports have. Well, I'm sure as you as you know much better than I have. They they've exploded in a lot of areas. Um. I actually used to play with some of the airsoft some too, because I, I was a martial arts instructor for a number of years. So everybody wanted to say, well, you can't do this. You have to do that. And the long list of stuff that we should be doing, like during firearm disarms, which is the last thing on earth you should be doing if someone's pointing a gun at you. But sometimes it's better than being shot. Um, the airsoft really put a, a, a realism aspect into that without actually injuring you any more than just the smallest thing. Um, but I, I actually Googled some of the airsoft guns and they have, they have just as crazy of people doing airsoft stuff as we do. I mean, they have, um, Limcat custom open guns. Um, I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, so is there anything you else that, uh, you would like to add for other people out there shooting, thinking about getting into shooting or anything like that? Um, yeah. So all of the people that I've come across in the shooting, in the shooting sports have been welcoming and with open arms, 100%. So if you have a question about what you can and can't do or what you can bring, what you can shoot, like uh, division or not, one of the things that we say is run what you brung and, uh, you know, bring what you think you'd like to compete with. We'll put you in the respective division, which you need to be. And every match we always ask first time shooters, you know, if you want to go last, if you want to go first, you know, just let us know. And, you know, we, we cater to new shooters because we definitely need to continually bring our sport to the, to the limelight. Absolutely. I've had, I, I, I'm, do a lot of internet stuff whenever I don't have time to get out and actually play. Uh, I see so many people uh, post on Reddit, Facebook, hey, I'm thinking about going out to my new match. What do I need to know? I'm like, just go show up and say, hey, I'd like to learn about this. And people will fall all over themselves. And it's bad. And it, I shouldn't say bad. It's It's a great thing. But you think people are want you to do that in USPSA, you should see multi-gun. They'll throw $30,000 where the firearms actually say, hey, go toss this in the barrel over there. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry? <laughs> um, you know, so it, it can be very, it can, it can be intimidating to some people getting started, but, you know, 
I always tell people try it before you buy it because it's an expensive it's an expensive hobby to get into. Um, I definitely like to thank you for coming on. You've always been one of our uh, more vocal supporters, and you know we always appreciate that from everybody. Uh, is there any? Okay, I know you have a Red Hill Tactical sponsor code. So what what's that one? So that is GMIV ten twenty twenty. Last time I checked. Wow, that's a lot of numbers. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're, so, we're in the process of changing them up. Yeah, well, we might. We, if we wanted to simplify it, I'm sure we can do that. So it's GMIV ten twenty twenty. Believe so. I'm pretty sure it is, but I will. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll check with the back office and make sure that we have it in the show notes and stuff. It'll pop up on there or something different if it is anything different. Um, any closing comments you'd like to make? You know, get out to your match, shoot, have fun. If you need ammo, still kind of hard. I know some people are, but some people are more than happy to help if that's the if that's your hurdle. Uh, don't let the time being hold you back. Yeah, and if you can't find it, man, just ask somebody because we have a sportsman's warehouse, a Dunham's, a um, few local shops. Walmart's been really pushy around here. They've actually stopped carrying everything but like 308 and 350 Legend. Uh, <laughs> then uh, those guys, the rest of those guys and all the online places seem to have 9mm in stock. It's still stupidly high priced, almost 40 cents around, but it's out there and it's available. So... We're just waiting. Like I think the rest of the world is just waiting for primers to come back and yeah. stall. <laughs> uh, well, I'd like to thank you for coming on. If there's anything uh, anybody else wants to ask you, how can they contact you? So I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, my Facebook is just Garland Ivy, just typical name. Um, I actually have two Instagrams. My first one, which is it's starting to be more of a personal one, just me and my life. It's Garland underscore underscore IVY. And then my second one, which I'm trying to promote more, I'm trying to push more towards my USPSA and my guns and my outdoor stuff is going to be Bass, Brass, and Gas. And it nice. is separated, separated by periods. That is awesome. But yet, yet again, you can, you can find all of that on my Facebook, which is the easiest way to find me. That's great. Well, I think we're going to wrap this up here. If anybody has any questions for Ivy, you know how to get them there. And if you can't find them there, shoot me a message and I will definitely put you in contact with them. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in and stay tuned for the next one. All right. Catch you later.